0: Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delaine N. D. The podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delaine Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician, and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, welcome to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast episode number 95. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. If you're looking for strategies and techniques to living a naturally healthy life, you are in the right place. That is what this podcast is dedicated to. So I probably sound a little different than I usually do. Usually I try to record in a, I'm going to call it a recording booth, but you would recognize it as a closet. And I didn't go in there today. We're moving offices. So it's kind of crazy and chaotic. And I wanted to get this recorded because I want to make sure this information is out for folks so that they can get all the help that they need to start living that naturally healthy life. So I'm recording it in my office. There's no, not a lot of sound deadening in here. I'm using a mic to try to keep the sound quality up. I apologize. I hope it doesn't take too much away from the podcast message. So and today, we are talking about the one mindset that I really see keeping my clients stuck. My The people who come to work with me, the one mindset that keeps them stuck the longest. When they're having this, I just can't move past this thing. Fill in the blank, right? I can't move past blank. I can't move past snacking at night. I can't move past overeating. So it's the one mindset that keeps you stuck in that space. And so I want to talk about that and kind of the strategy that I help them see for not doing that anymore, for undoing it, for getting unstuck with it. Before we get started, I always like to share what I'm doing to uplevel my health, and sometimes it's like, oh, I tried this recipe. This food was really amazing. Here's the benefits of that food. I got this new gadget. That happened with the Whoop, right? And I still use my Whoop, and it's given me a lot of really helpful information. I've been thinking about it over the last couple of weeks, and I'm realizing, like, I just don't know that I'm doing anything new, that, like, I didn't get a new gadget. I'm not trying any new recipes. I'm not taking any new supplements, I'm not doing anything new. And I realized that part of the reason I'm like not trying new recipes and not doing anything new is because I've really really been enjoying the sunshine. I've really been out there enjoying the spring. It is my like a spring is a great time of year, but really summer is where it's at for me. I am a Kansas kid. And if you have never spent a summer in Kansas, you do not understand maybe how you can walk outside and be in essentially the biggest furnace you have ever been in in your life with, you know, 20 to 30 mile an hour, flaming hot air being blown at you. For lots of people, that sounds really unappealing. I love the heat. This is my favorite time of year. And what I realized is I've been really sitting out and enjoying that. I've been getting outside more. I've been doing more walks. I've been walking multiple times a day, taking my dogs for walks, sitting in the sunshine, feeling it on my face, sitting on my front porch and feeling a warm breeze, all of that. That is what I've been doing. And probably as important to up-leveling my health... (laughs) As any recipe, any eating of a certain food, any supplement, anything else out there. So recognizing these simple pleasures, like whether it be sitting in the sunshine, whether it be feeling a warm breeze on you, even um, a loving hug from somebody you care for deeply, that you love deeply. I think about my grandson coming in, giving me a hug, and I will tell you nothing makes me get a, I mean, that dopamine buzz that comes from my grandson giving me a hug is intoxicating. So there are all sorts of what we call quote unquote, simple pleasures that seem really simple and maybe a little lackluster initially, because most of the time we are comparing them to chocolate cake or the pizza that we're having to avoid eating or the candy that I really want to go eat or the cookies in the pantry. When we make that comparison it's really hard to actually evaluate the experience in its wholeness because we're not looking at that experience in its wholeness. We're taking another experience in the wholeness and, and it what happens with it and comparing it. And it really steals and devalues the experience that you're looking at. So if you're comparing the hug, although I would venture to say really truly my grandbaby's hugs, his hugs like... Put, there's no chocolate cake that can even compare. I'm It's such a heady feeling I can feel come over myself. But if I'm comparing sitting in the sunshine and feeling warm sunshine on my face to chocolate cake, I'm devaluing the experience of just having the warm sunshine on my face because I'm constantly comparing it to chocolate cake. Of course, this doesn't serve us. But what I want you to see is that this is really a skill that takes time to master, right? It's a skill I've learned over years from up-leveling my health that being able to fully experience simple pleasures in my life means I don't have to turn to M&Ms to get some pleasure in my life. It's all around me. And when I can enjoy those little things, those new sensations, for me, the new sensation of this warmer season coming up, You know, we're coming out of the cold deadness of winter. Winter has its place. The coldness has its place. And I know at the end of August or or September, I will be looking forward to warm sweaters and warm socks and a warm fireplace and a nice warm blanket on the couch. That has its place. But truly, the summer and the spring just really floats my boat. I get to replace that cold deadness of winter, which is passing, with a fresh green newness of spring. And that gets replaced by the warm rays of sunshine and the warm summer breeze. And I get to immerse myself in the enjoyment. And it means that I don't have to turn to food. And it makes not turning to food a whole lot more pleasant and easier. So that's a skill that can be learned. And so that's what I have to offer you. I'm not doing anything exceptional or new. There's nothing you can go out and buy that's going to give you this experience of enjoying sunshine on your face. But I would highly encourage you to learn that skill because that is truly something that up-leveled my health and my experience of living a naturally healthy life. So that's what I got for you there. I want to do a quick plug for next week's podcast. I will be talking about the technique that I teach my clients for managing urges and cravings. So tune in for that. That's going to be something super helpful. But for today, let's dig in to the one thing that I see keeping my clients stuck. So this is the one mindset that I see many of my clients stay struggling with. And the really challenging part is they don't even know. They're not aware that they're even struggling with it. This is what I call the triad of what we are doing, what we think we should be doing, and what we want to be doing. It's a triad of three ideas, right? What are we doing? What do we think we should be doing? And then what do we want to be doing? Shifting out of where we spend most of our time in that triad, we spend most of our time in the triad of what we are doing and being frustrated by it and what we think we should be doing and feeling guilty about it. Shifting out of those two spaces is the solution to getting past that experience, whatever we're stuck with. So I'm going to dig into what I mean by doing, should be doing, and want to be doing. And then I'm going to give you an example because, again, this is a mindset thing. And I think mindsets, when we coach on mindsets, when I teach people about mindsets, it's hard to – like we aren't well-practiced at thinking about thinking. And really that's what mindset work is, thinking about what I'm thinking in the moment. So what we are doing, what we believe we should be doing and what we want to do are all, they're typically three very different things. But what we end up experiencing is that we're spending a lot of time thinking about what we are doing. Usually this brings about a feeling of frustration or maybe being angry with ourselves because we keep making the same decision over and over again and we don't like the results that come with that decision. And then we judge ourselves on what we believe we should be doing. And that, of course, looks like beating ourselves up. It creates a lot of guilt and shame. And very rarely do we put ourselves into the space of thinking about what we actually want to be doing. And I would argue that this is actually where we should be spending the majority of our time because this is really where the answers that you're looking for are at. So we focus on what we should be doing without taking time to consider what we want to do. And then we just expect ourselves to blindly follow what we think we should be doing, regardless of making sure it's aligned with what we want to do. So the friction in this misalignment is what actually leads us to do things like self-sabotage and go back and start doing the thing we were doing in the first place, keeping ourselves stuck in the cycle. So why this misalignment is so uh, sticky for us is because essentially it's ignoring ourselves. And no one likes to be ignored. Think of this outside of the relationship with yourself. If I think about going to the grocery store and needing to ask somebody who works at the grocery store for help, like I know this happens at some of the big box stores and I'm not going to name any names, but you probably know who I'm talking about. And you'll be like, I need to find this. And you'll find an employee, but they don't want to make eye contact with you, right? Because they don't want to take time out of whatever they're doing to help you. I don't like being ignored. That makes me really like, it makes me angry in that situation. It makes me frustrated. But deeper than that situation, think about the people in your life that you're close to, the people who you love, the people who you have intimate relationships with. If my husband ignored me, that would make me very upset. It would make me hurt. I would feel hurt that he was just actively trying to ignore me. If my mom ignored me, like I love my mom. My mom's a saint. There's a special place in heaven for that woman. I love her so deeply because she probably should have smothered me with a pillow when I was very young because I was a challenging child and she didn't. And I love her. And now like I just cherish that relationship. If my mom ignored me, I would be devastated. Like that would really go to my foundation. And I know that's all a thought and I could work through it. I'm grateful my mom doesn't ignore me and I don't have to do that. I'm grateful my husband doesn't ignore me. I don't have to work through my thoughts about that and my feelings about that. I would be upset initially if somebody I loved deeply ignored me. So you know, if you've heard any of my previous podcasts, I do a lot of teaching on self-love. It's really, truly the first thing you need to develop if you are going to stop doing things having behaviors, exhibiting behaviors, doing things to yourself that make you sick with diseases like type 2 diabetes. We love our children deeply, right? And we would never do anything that hurts them or would make them sick or harm them in any way. And when we love ourselves in that same deep way enough to not do things that make us sick, that is the first step to living a naturally healthy life, right? If our kids feel ignored by us, they rebel. Sometimes they rebel in ways that aren't even beneficial to them. Like they know they're going to get grounded, but they still rebel because they feel they're being ignored. They do all sorts of things like – I didn't do my homework. Nobody was listening to me that I want to have fun or do X, Y, and Z. Again, it doesn't mean that you get to always have fun, but it is nice to be heard, right? So what happens? They don't do their homework. They get bad grades. They know that if their room's a pigsty, they can't go outside and play with their friends. That's what they want to do. That's They, they want to have this experience When they feel ignored from anybody hearing or listening to that thing that they want, they don't clean their room. Again, they do something even though it doesn't get them the result that they want from a place of being ignored. And like our children, we don't like to be ignored. And we don't like to be ignored by that one person who should be loving us the most, which is us. When we feel ignored by ourselves, we rebel, we lash out, and we self-sabotage. And this is why actually giving ourselves the space and permission to look at what we want to do is so much more important than looking at what we are doing or what we think we should be doing. I do want to take a moment and dig into true wants versus immediate wants. When we look at this through the lens of parenting, we see this in our kids all the time, right? We tell our kids or our children will tell you in the moment what they want to do, like the immediate want that they want. They don't want to go to school. They don't want to do the homework. They don't want to study for a test. But their true want is that they want to go to college and they want to get a good job and they want to buy a nice home and they want to have nice things and they want to have cool experiences, You have to do the schoolwork in order to get those things. Their true desire is to do well in school so that they can go on and have this life that they want. Sometimes our immediate desires don't always match our true desires, and we really have to be honest with ourselves about that. So making sure that when we are considering our wants, are they our true wants or are they just the immediate fleeting wants that we have? Because we want to do things that support our true wants not these immediate desires. Another way to tell the difference between a true want or desire and this immediate or false want or desire, our true wants and desires actually move us towards our goals in the direction of our goals. Immediate wants and desires typically move us away from that. And that's a good thing to look at and be really honest with yourself. So an example Uh, of what we are doing, what we think we should be doing, and then what we actually want to do. So say we're eating, we're snacking at night. We're doing a lot of high high carbohydrate, high sugar uh, snacking at night when we know that causes our our blood sugars to be high. What we believe we should be doing is we should never be eating those foods because they make us sick. And that's typically where we stop. We beat ourselves up because we're doing something, eating these foods that make us sick that we believe we shouldn't be doing. And then we get mad and frustrated about it. We make it mean something about ourselves as far as our self-discipline or self-worth goes, right? These sound like thoughts like I'm never going to get this figured out. I can't seem to stop doing this even though it's going to kill me. There must be something wrong with me because I can't seem to make a better decision. I've messed it up again. I told myself I'd do better. We focus on the what we should be doing which we believe we should never eat these snacks at night. And we believe we shouldn't be doing that. We should have known better. And it creates tons of guilt and shame. When we have those feelings and beliefs that create this guilt and shame, the embarrassment, feeling worried, feeling sad, feeling scared, all the amazing crap feelings out there, Then what do we want to do? We want to eat more of that junk food to numb out those negative feelings with a little bit of dopamine in our brain. We eat the processed foods. We get the release of dopamine that reward neurotransmitters into our brain. And that's what relieves the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment and the worry that we just created by what we were doing and what we believe we should be doing. So this is what keeps us stuck in that cycle. And we don't even realize it's what's going on. So I encourage people to stop, take a moment and ask yourself, what do you want? Your brain will immediately say, we can't look at what I want because clearly I want to eat junk food all day long. And I would offer that if you actually gave yourself permission to ask that question, a lot of times you realize I really don't. Want to eat junk food all day long. If I align with what my true desires and wants are and my goals are, I really don't want to eat that food all the time. I don't even always like the food. Like, I would do this with Twizzlers. I would eat Twizzlers. I would eat Twizzlers and candy corn. I don't even like Twizzlers and candy corn, but I would eat them in a way that would continue to make me sick. We certainly don't like the way we feel when we eat those foods, and we definitely do not like the results. But we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to explore all of this because we won't even give ourselves permission to ask the question. We're so fearful that the answer will be something that we can't possibly entertain or manage that we don't even ask. So it's possible that you just want to be able to have one bite of something. Maybe that's your true desire, your true want. But when we can't even consider that, we get stuck in this should mindset and we can't get past it. So giving ourselves the opportunity to actually look at what we want allows ourselves to send the message to our inner self that it is important. Like what I want is important. I don't need to just ignore what's going on. And that being ignored makes us feel crappy. And then we self-sabotage. When we feel ignored, we get pissed, we rebel, and we self-sabotage. That's what it works. That's what happens. So asking yourself the question of what do I really want? chances are good that you will come up with something like, I don't really want to eat junk food all the time, but maybe I want to have a bite here and there. And that is something that you can fit into your life and still live a naturally healthy life. So I would encourage you to really get curious when you feel that you're stuck. What are you doing What do you believe you should be doing? And then give yourself permission to ask the question, what do I want to be doing? Of course, this is what we do with coaching. If that's something you're interested in, send me a message, Delane at DelaneMD. I'm happy to answer any questions or to set you up for a free coaching session, a free consult really, where we can look at what I have to offer and if it would work for you. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaineMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.